Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Ice and water. Ah, yeah, yeah, baby, you can. It's not the worst thing that we've ever had on this podcast, but. I haven't drank tang since I was 12. Of course you talked. My riddles, my riddles. Fantastic. <laughs> Cute. Hey, and welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us that produced this mess. Thanks for tuning back in. We appreciate you. I am Benjamin, your sunshine in the Gotham, and I am dancing in my living room because I freaking love that song, Aaron. <laughs> the, uh, ride the train, Ben. Yes, I'm literally dancing in my living room. <laughs> it was a surprising choice, but fit perfectly. I, I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. I came up with a crazy list of comics that we read through each week uh, on the Brotherhood of Batman, this podcast hosted by three brothers who get together to talk about Batman, <laughs> read Batman comics, <laughs> and force me to do the intro, which I hate doing. Um, I am going third because I came up with the drink for the book that we read this week. However, I am not going to do the recap. We're going to leave that up to Ben, so it's going to be a little bit of a mix-up of our uh, normal proceedings here so uh and this is the this is the first one in a while i jake that i think all of us actually made which is kind of nice i know yeah it, beverage great yeah. yeah well it helps if we do it in the evening and not on like a sunday afternoon where i'm like i'm not ready to start <laughs> drinking yet <laughs> yeah sunday sundays aren't a good day for me to drink because <laughs> i'm usually <laughs> done at that point um, I also recovery had phase. everything that you put in the beverage, which I, I usually don't have the ingredients, so it worked out. What are you nice. drinking, Jake? Uh, so this is um, what I am calling out with the old-fashioned and in with the new. Uh, it is oh, okay. a, uh, a rum old-fashioned. Uh, so instead of uh, rye whiskey, we're using gold rum. And instead of orange, uh, we muddled some lime. And so you have kind of a sweet and sour uh old-fashioned very nice it is not bad it's uh it's growing quite tasty uh, <laughs> i like it. it it's a nice smooth sipping drink i wasn't sure oh, when i was like to sip it? <laughs> <laughs> i'm on my third i thought i was just supposed to be shooting them just kidding nice nice so ben you mentioned the song and i you know, it, I this is the last song that I've written down. I usually do a post-it as I read the book. Um, and so I had, like, The Devil Inside was one that I was thinking about. And, and something by The Pretenders. Um, <laughs> and then there's... And he does a cannonball at one scene. I was like, is there a song about cannonballs? And then I just decided on uh, when they got onto the subway and they're battling on a train. I just thought that was uh, where we should go tonight, so. It was the correct choice. I'm very happy that you went that direction. <laughs> it's always fun to try to play what what song is Aaron going to pick. It's my one of my favorite games. I'm never yeah. right. Never, never, never correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think, Jake? Um, I, I'm trying to remember. I was flipping through. Uh, it, I thought it was going to be something a lot angrier, a lot more um, violent, wow. and and you know like. 
uh, heavy metal, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could have gone that route, yeah. Yeah. I like the counter. I like. I like that it was a bubbly fun song. It was. It was good. Good choice. Thanks. Thanks. I never guess the song because I never know half of the songs that you pick. But <laughs> this one, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's been going on in your geeky little worlds? Stop talking about comic books. Or what do you think you're doing, you. nerd? Stop spending Get those words. Geek. Geek. I mean, I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. I'll go first. And it just came to me. I updated. I was. Uh, I do search um, Google News in the morning, and since I've been doing that like every day when I get up and whatever, it's like tailors, you know, things that you might be interested in. And so mm-hmm. I sent you guys a few um, different articles that are being that are out there right now. Um, and one of them is written by this guy named Brian Cronin, and it's this series uh, that he's doing on the Nightfall series. And it mm-hmm. just is like his the article that he's released is um, you know talks about the the issues that we've read, and and it's just kind of like so in sync with what we've been doing that I've been reading those. I'm like, yeah, that's like totally what we've been talking about. So I hadn't realized I hadn't tweeted out on our uh, socials at brother HD Batman on Twitter, uh, some of our previous episodes from the season. So I dumped a bunch and then I uh, tweeted Brian and uh, I said, we've been discussing the nightfall series. Your recent articles have been a great fit. And I, uh, I sent that to him and he, and he responded today. Uh, and he said, uh, I'm glad that they help at all. So I thought that was cool that uh, I tweeted <laughs> the author of the, those articles and he at least uh, gave us a little mention back. So Nice. Nice. So that was kind of fun. Very cool. Yeah. And yeah, it probably was recommended to you because your phone was probably listening to you. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure, Ben. I, I am sure that's 100% why. But which, that's is okay. Okay. which is okay. Which is okay. I've already succumbed to the overlords of technology, as we all have, mm-hmm. one way or the other. Oh, yeah. If they recommend something and I like it, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why not? Jacob? Um, let's see. So, been kind of a crazy work week for us, but I did manage to um, make a life-changing decision about my comic books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was it was one that I've been thinking about for a little bit and was working in the bedroom uh, where I happen to keep my comic books or a portion of my collection. And looking at the pull-out drawer shelves uh, where I keep all my single issues and decided that I basically had that full and still had a bunch of short boxes that weren't fitting there. And it was either time to revert back to boxes or to uh, fill the room up with pull-out drawer shelves from Ikea. Um, (laughs) So I decided to go back to boxes. So we need to refer listeners back to the Ikea shelf episode mm-hmm. where you guys were so excited to get those and install them. Well, they the are, reason they I are wanted great. to go before me is that I get to get his shelves. So <laughs> my shelves will expand across my entire room devoted to my comic books because I'm like, YouTube, I don't have children, so I get a comic book room. So <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So yes, I will be... Growing my, I will now have four giant bookcases that I will get to decorate with statues and crates, and it'll be awesome. a great, great, yeah. 
Well, nice. if uh, are you happy with your boxes? Jake? I am. Yeah. If BCW wants to sponsor us, uh, their short comic <laughs> bins are fantastic. They are. What are they? DCW short comic bins. BCW Batman Catwoman oh. Wesker. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're short comic bins. They are a hard um, injected molded plastic that snaps together. Uh, and then they have a um, uh, integrated lid that folds up and down and locks in so you don't have a piece. Your lid doesn't have to come off and be set somewhere else. It just folds open. Um, they stack and interlock together. I have them stacked four high. Um, I think they advertise you can go five or six high, uh, without issue, but, um, or full of issues. <laughs> uh, but I only went four. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're beautiful. They're, they're like industrial. Yeah. Yeah. They're really like, I don't think, I until I have another, uh, midlife crisis and need to change my, uh, sorting out again, I, I don't think I'll ever have to change them. I think they're good for a long, long time. Oh uh, yeah, so Good that's uh, that. That was my big thing. I I thought it was going to be like a week long project, and I finished it in an afternoon while making phone calls at work. So <laughs> it's all switched <laughs> out. So what you're saying is you can spend your birthday tomorrow driving over my new shelves. Is what I'm hearing. Uh, it's, it's supposed to <laughs> rain tomorrow. So <laughs> totally. Uh, but how I, many I, how many issues fit in one of those boxes, Jake? Um. I felt comfortable putting 150 uh, bag and boarded oh, really? uh, comics in there. That left is enough. That the same as a short box. Yeah, about there. Um, okay. It left enough room that I uh, could, you know, still leaf through them a little bit and find, you know, the spot that mm-hmm. I wanted to be at, but didn't leave enough room that the books would be floppy and have any risk of. Uh, gotcha you know, Boeing or anything like that. Um, the, one of the nicest things about them is inside they have built in like five partition spots with a removable divider that actually like locks in place. So if, uh, that's nice. Yeah. You can divide your sections or like I wanted to make sure that I, when I made the investment to move back to boxes and bought really nice ones that I wasn't going to have to, you know, in a month go buy another box because I had filled mine up. Um, I wanted gotcha. to leave room, and so like several of them are only three quarters full, but I can put that mm. locking divider in and stop the books from falling down and have a quarter They're of the not box sliding up. or bending. And, and, That's yeah. nice because like I have you know the short cardboard boxes and stuff, and those like you know will slide all over and you know whatever you can hardly see in there unless you jam pack them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so very, very happy with it. Uh, I don't know that my wife is super happy now that there's 24 short black comic boxes <laughs> stacked up in the corner of the bedroom. But, you know, we'll we'll figure it's that very out. very crisp looking, though. Like, I mean, maybe maybe just have her whisper whisper to you, injected molded plastic and an interlocking lid, though, baby. And maybe that'll do something. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I hate that a lot. Uh, so... General listeners, I think it's really funny because before we started recording, my brothers were having a full-on geeky conversation about the Mandalorian, and I, thinking I was clever, was like, hey, boys, why don't we wait until we can geek? And then neither of you talked about it, so you missed your opportunity. So they like the Mandalorian, go watch it. Let's talk about Batman. 
So, <laughs> so we read Detective Comics six six six, the Devil's Number, and we also read Batman five hundred, which was a um, a little more than double long issue from a normal comic issue. Right. In these books, we get the dramatic conclusion to the Nightfall storyline. Granted, it's about to break into it. Thank you for that. It's about to break into Night's Quest and Night's End and this, that, and the other. But this is the end of the actual Nightfall storyline where Mr. Bane. Is the end of the podcast? Are we done now? (laughs) Oh my God. I, you know, (laughs) if if we weren't a pandemic, I would say yes. I have to have something to look forward to. So. You're the only people I talk to besides my husband. Uh, so now that we, my recap, please. Now that we have Tim, he can't them. quit until Hush. So, uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Not that anything bad happens to Tim in that storyline. Basically, <laughs> this is the big moment we've been building up to where John Paul, otherwise known as the fake replacement Batman, gets to take on Bane. He, um, there's some stuff with his goons. Uh, where Batman, quote-unquote, JP actually releases the goons to take him to Bane. He shoots Bane a bunch with these little battering things. And basically, this is the epic fight we've been building up to since Bruce had his back broken. Right. Um, yeah. I had I had a plan, but I was distracted, and I don't look at my notes. <laughs> no, it's close enough. Yeah. That's good. No, it is the <laughs> the changing of the guard. It's going to be a new status quo for the Batman after these two issues. Of, um, you know, can can JPV fill the cowl and uh, take down the man that broke Bruce Wayne? He Bruce cannot. Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he was uh, suspiciously not in these issues very much. He had like two pages. Yeah, in in five hundred, he was not in. Six, six, six at all. Correct. Yeah. So correct, correct. The first thing you'll notice when you open Detective Comics six 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 is the way that Batman. At least the first thing I noticed is the way that Batman's portrayed on the big splash page. Okay, I'm going to stop you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not calling him Batman. We shouldn't call him Batman. His name is JP John Paul. This is not Batman. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like it's hilarious that you say that because in my notes, I I, I bounce back between uh, noting him down as Batman or noting him as JPV, depending on how mm-hmm. I'm feeling about him in that scene. Like if he's being an a hole, <laughs> he's JPV. Like if he's just like knocking down some yeah. bugs, I'm like, oh, and then Batman got hit in the back of the head. Like <laughs> you know. Just I, I, you know, stuff. now that you guys say that, I refer to him as JPV in my notes. That's what I just read. And then I, I have him as Batman once or twice, but mostly it's JPV, yeah. Yeah. That's well, hilarious. So going off of that, one second, Jake, going off of that, um, I started taking notes again this issue. It's been a while since I've done notes. So I got back to it. I'm writing JP, JP, and then I write Tim. I always refer to Tim as Tim in my notes. But halfway through the notes, I start calling him Robin. I'm like, no, if Batman isn't in this, Tim just gets Robin. <laughs> so like, it was a conscious decision. I was like, somebody needs to be the rational person in this, and I need to give one of them a superhero name. So that was a switch. It's funny. Well, huh. and as much as John Paul Valley uh, doesn't, maybe doesn't feel like Batman yet, or feels like a different kind of Batman. 
the opening splash page really uh, visually showcases that. So I, I think if you've read Batman comics or watched uh, the cartoon specifically um, or seen posters and stuff, like when you think of Batman swinging through Gotham City, he's in like this long uh, cape flowing uh, arc on his bat line, right? Like he's swinging mm-hmm. very acrobatically stretched out and to do his flips and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This drawing of Batman JPV is almost like in a Spider-Man pose, like one right. one arm mm-hmm. down between his legs that are hiked up to his head, his other arms out in front of him shooting his quote-unquote uh, not web shooter. And yeah, right. it, it, it very, very much was a Spider-Man panel. And we talked, uh, we've talked many, many times about how the 90s were all um, – trying to grasp that big artist and how the Marvel guys, you know, the Todd McFarlane's and the Eric Larson's who had worked on Spider-Man were the big names right now. And I think, I think trying to visually showcase, okay, our Batman is cool. Like this comic character that you're reading over at Marvel that you all love so much. And I think it was deliberate. Like I, maybe I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. But it, it was it was really actually very striking to me. I'm like, that's not how Batman huh. moves through the city. Like he just doesn't do it that way. No, yeah, I noticed the way he moved as well, and I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Um, and while he's doing that, he wants Gotham, but he has to beat Bane. And so his interior monologue or the narrator, whoever it was, I thought it was written kind of odd um, for the way the story was unfolding on and on like the point of view on whether it was narrator or if it was JPV talking or uh-huh. I thought that kind of got a little muddled. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought, but uh, I agree, Aaron. I noticed that too. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I liked the, that he, he's thinking like you can see his, uh, his, his connection to reality isn't quite there. Uh, let's just say <laughs> that he's, you know, he, he wants to replace Bane. He wants to, beat Bane and take over. He says that a few times throughout these two issues that, um, you know, he wants to be- remove him, take his place and become a darker, darker heart, feeding the rest, the news center, holding it all. He's kind of at that, that point where Bruce had snapped or not snapped, but had like come to the, you know, the point where he's trying to decide how he's going to rule Gotham or how he's going to take control. And, or is he going to be good and fight for the virtues of saving the city? And John Paul is kind of like, no, I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> right. And so that's just kind of what I'm noticing. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's something to earn, something to win, something to, um, something to possess and obsess over for JPV, where for Bruce, it was just, that was his destiny. That was his role. No matter what else he did, he couldn't deny that he was Batman at heart and was there to protect and was there to save Gotham. But JPV wants to be Batman. He needs to be Batman. He needs to do all the uh-huh. things that he thinks Batman should be doing. Um, uh-huh. He's not... It's not as true. Well, he's willing him. to he's willing to not play by the rules. And early on, we have Bullock and Kit saying that we may not play by the rules either. If that's the way it's got to get done, which is interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, trying Bullock to... was like his little cheerleader. Bullock was like rooting him on, and like I felt like there was a lot of like not to say good cop, bad cop, because they're literally cops, but there was like people picking sides almost right. throughout this with like Gordon and Kit and Bullock. I thought it was interesting. Bullock was picking the side that had donuts. <laughs> <laughs> he also made a Rocky reference when they were fighting, when people yeah. were fighting. He was very into it. No, he was. He was. Uh, I mean, he's not even playing by the established Batman rules where when you talk to Jim Gordon, you suddenly or, you know, sneakily disappear <laughs> at mid conversation and leave Gordon hanging. Like, I love that part where Gordon's, you know, that you made know, me LOL. Yeah, yeah, that, that was good. <laughs> I did, too. I, he's talking to him and he turns around. He's like, dear God, you're still here. I'm like, what it happened? went to the next page. Yeah. So you had to say, yeah, it, it was on the next page to reveal that he's just standing there. And then Gordon's like, oh, you're, why are you here? We definitely get multiple. Th- that was the first time this issue. But we definitely have multiple times throughout these two books where we're seeing Gordon right. kind of figuring out that it's not the same person yeah. or questioning himself on whether it is the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think Gordon like... desperately wants there to be the Batman. He wants his friend to be okay, but um, he's been questioning what Batman was doing and the way he was doing things during. Oh, Jake, Jake, the popcorn grease has gotten to Gordon's brain. Let's just <laughs> uh, He's in he much better know. shape now. He's he's you know Sarah's uh, yeah, keeping him made trim, a miraculous so. recovery. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. He made a faster recovery than Bruce is. So, <laughs> one of the early, yeah, really, one of the early uh, parts in six 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 is Tim uh, alone in his house in his manor, and I thought I thought that was a really good symbolic uh, flipping the script on uh, like Bruce being alone with his butler, where Tim is alone with his his maid. Uh, just sitting and having the long dining room table, table, no one's around, hasn't heard from anybody. And then it's just kind of, it, I, I thought it was a good symbolism, uh, with Bruce, um, you know, being a kid all alone with, with Alfred and just kind of how they flip that around. I thought that was really good. Nice call, Aaron. I have that down too. What did you think about the fact that he was lying to her about where the dad was? I, I think he was. I think he was doing it not for like any malicious lying. I think it was to protect her and her like to keep her from worrying um, Mm -hmm. where he's trying to develop that sense of uh, power and um, honor that he can handle the difficult things so that somebody else doesn't have to. Um, So he, I think he's trying to emotionally take on that burden of knowing that things aren't going well, but you don't need to know that right now. Well, and Tim's yeah. uh, arc in all of this has been very, very fascinating because, you know, we talked when Tim took the mantle of Robin, um, there's the the rite of passage storyline where his parents are kidnapped and presumed uh, to be murdered. Right. Um, you know, they're poisoned and, you know, the effects that it ends up uh, having on his dad. Tim's loss isn't the same as Jason and Dick's. He wasn't born from tragedy the same way. He was already working and trying to be Robin. Um, Mm -hmm. And his motives for that character are completely different than the other two. But now his his dad and Dr. Kinsolving being kidnapped 
in the same right. matter of hours or days that uh, his mentor, his his probably more of a real father figure for him, Bruce, is completely disabled and then abandons him to go off on a wild goose hunt. And so this To is, help him to find the dad. Yeah, but I think this is Tim really experiencing his Robin loss at this point in time, right? Like he yeah. he's going through what Batman went through similar to what Batman went through when Jason died. Like he feels like he's yeah, failed. Well, he does a much better job of keeping his shit together because <laughs> Well <laughs> until he calls Ariana then and he just is so lonely. Oh my god, okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That scene literally made me, I laughed a lot during this book. I don't know if it's because I'm like going through it emotionally with the world or whatever, but I I was laughing out loud multiple times. The Ariana scene, he calls her, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna read the whole page. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) It's in 500. Okay. Hello? Tim, it's been so long. Can we see each other tomorrow night? Afraid I can't, Ariana. Uh, I'll be busy. Again? Then why did you call, Tim? I don't know. I miss you? <laughs> Dad's gone and I just lost. Dot, dot, dot. A friend. Guess I'm lonely. Okay, bye. Click. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> what kind of teen TV show? Like... I was living, but it's, it's true. He's a teenager, and he, he's feeling these things, and he misses people, and his, his gut is like, I should call someone that I care about and someone that I'm close to to talk about this, but I can't talk about this. So I'm just going to hang up the phone because I'm awkward. Right. But also, how aggressive is she that she answers the phone and says, come hang out with me, and then she's like, no, then why did you call me? Like, the hormones were all over the place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, and he wants to reach out to people, right? Like he's different from Bruce in that way. He wants a friend. He wants somebody to talk mm. to and to share this what's going on with. And JPV has completely shut him out. That Batman doesn't want a Robin, and his you know his dad's gone. His his pseudo dad's gone, and yeah, he's, he's just has his <laughs> ongoing story started yet, Jake? His ongoing book. No, it's going to be very clear when it does. Well, okay. I think I think Tim should have reached out to Harold, who that was one of my favorite arcs in this, is that JP is still looking for Harold, who's nowhere to be found, except Harold is, like, spying on him from some hidden room somewhere. Where he's got all these, somewhere in the cave where he's got the dog. Ace, and, like, Ace the all bad these, dog. Ace, and all these tools, and he's just there for a couple pages, and he's just like, JP busts the camera and Harold's just like, ooh, in his room. <laughs> I'm like, that's the craziest art. I, I don't know. That was just Aaron, Aaron, you need to explain to the general listeners who might not have read this. Um, this drink is affecting me. How does, <laughs> how does JPV destroy the camera? Because that was another LOL. Um, I don't have the book in front of me. I didn't write that he down. I was it, just... He hits it with a tiny hammer. <laughs> he doesn't unplug it. He doesn't turn it off. He doesn't splash it with his ridiculous image claws. He taps it with a tiny hammer, and the lens shatters. 
Oh, wait, yeah, let me find it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a ball theme hammer. <laughs> well, he's using the tiny hammer to bang out his metal suit. Right, mm-hmm. but his gauntlets yeah, already shoot projectiles. Like, he, he takes the time to get his little mallet and ding, ding, ding. <laughs> cap, cap, tappy, cap, cap. Yeah, anyway, but I, I, I hope Harold is up to something clever while he's in his, his you know, what is he eating? He's got uh, dog chow. Dog food. Yeah. Shelves Hoping and shelves of dog food. Dog. So, yeah, it's either for him and Ace, or I don't know. We'll find out. Hopefully, Alfred will bring him. Yeah, he does. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Definitely need to talk about Bane. But before we get to Bane, we did have the return <laughs> of uh, another one of the Robins. Dick Grayson comes back and... I'm sorry. You can't casually just bring that up. This is the first flipping tie that we see. I, oh, hold on. I need to read my notes out loud for the podcast. So <laughs> I want to send you to a picture of my notes. I wrote, holy shit, Nightwing's here. And then, <laughs> and, and then Tim makes a mention of like, if Nightwing was going to be Batman or whatever. And then Dick is like, and he didn't, yeah, there's a new Batman, and he didn't ask me. And I'm like, yeah, for fuck's sake, he should have asked you. You've been saying that the whole season. <laughs> it's true. He should, he should have. I agree. So, yeah, but so he, I had to go back not. and find out where Dick has been. Um, and this is actually kind of, I was like, oh, well, he's running around the Titans, and they're doing their... That's what she said. <laughs> they're doing their <laughs> off-world adventures and whatnot. But this actually follows up right behind the new Titans 100 and 101, where Grayson and Starfire got married. Um, And then Starfire is mentally attacked by an evil raven, and Grayson quits the Titans. But while they're preparing for the wedding, um, he gets a phone call, and he mentions in our books, which we read here, that he had to find out what happened to Bruce from Oracle, that nobody called him, Alfred, mm-hmm. Tim, Bruce didn't call him, that Oracle ended up doing it. And His old flame, Babs. Yeah, and you see that phone call, uh, and Babs tells Dick that uh, Bruce isn't going to be able to make the wedding. <laughs> and so it's uh, Alfred and Tim are in like one panel, and then Tim helps the... The Titans uh, bust up the, you know, of course, because the wedding has to have a bad guy show up and ruin everything. But uh, at the end of that, uh, Grayson quits the Titans. He has to step away. He's he's had too much at that point in time. So this follows right up for uh, Grayson stepping away from the Teen Titans. And um, oh, I'm sorry, I just bl- I just blanked out for like five minutes there. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. I was the Teen Titans. I'm all about quitting the Teen Titans, so let's move on. I was trying to, I was going to say, are you impressed that Jake just told us instead of making us read that issue? No, that is good. Uh, I, I didn't make you guys read it because it. it's not in trade yet, and I could not justify ordering two new Teen Titans issues just to force you guys to read them when um, I knew you'd hate them. So. so I actually own it. I own those issues. Damn it! But, um... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There, Thank God you know. didn't know that ahead of time. Well, if, if you really um, like Dick Grayson and you want to find out where he's been, go read Titans 100 and 101. I think he's been happy disco because it's disco wing. 
Uh, yeah, so he and Tim have a lovely three-page conversation, and then what does he do? Does he help Tim? No, he freaking leaves. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's like, I, I, I'm reading this, and I'm getting ready to take notes, Ben, and, and then he leaves, and I'm like, so my, my entirety of that notes was, Tim meets with Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> and once that's, again, Tim is that's the only all person I Tim is the only person actually trying to help. Like, <laughs> he's like, well, Tim's like, okay, I'm going to give it one more chance. I'm going to try one more time. And Dick's like, cool, bro. I'm out. <laughs> well, I think Dick, you got this covered. I think Dick Grayson's actually just really, I think he's hurt, right? Like he's like, well, if, if he's good enough for Bruce, then I guess that's good enough for me. And, and he walks away on that line. Like it's no goodbye, Tim or good luck. It's, you know, if this is Bruce's decision yeah. and he doesn't trust me, then I'm going to let him make a dumbass decision. And, you know. Yep, I'm going to let Gotham burn down because <laughs> of my ego and my hurt feeling that Bruce didn't take me. Well, he was raised by <laughs> Bruce Wayne. I mean, that all, that all tracks. <laughs> true. That makes sense. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I have no problem believing that. Like, I see it completely. I believe it. I was just annoyed. True, because yeah. I was so excited to see him. I was like, "Oh, great! They're gonna they're gonna help bring down Bane or something, or talk to Jean Paul." Nope, nope. I guess like our one little scene that we had with Bruce Wayne was and Alfred was on uh, Santa Prisca, and they're talking about trying to find Chandra. There was not a festival going on in Santa Prisca, much to my disappointment. As we got to that part, <laughs> I thought there would be a welcoming Whoa, committee. Woman. <laughs> I don't know. She went to the bathroom when the plane departed and then took off, I guess. Um, but yeah, really, they just were talking about Chandra and how much she needs her, and they're yeah. going to look around the island, I guess. And that was about it. So they didn't really play much of a role in this. Which the, those two it, pages pissed me off more than the Dick Grayson cameo, more than anything else that happened in this. I'm like, so. Alfred is there. He's flown halfway across the world. He saved Bruce Wayne's life. He's putting his body back together with his his menial skills that he does have. He's doing everything to help this man. And Bruce is like, I need Sandra. She's the only one that has saved me. Everything that I'm doing right now is because of her. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm like... <laughs> it's like I only had the ability to stop the Arkham inmates because of kin solving. I'm like, what? 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 How does that track? Like, Tim is there helping you. Alfred is there helping you. Dick would have helped you. We just saw that he would have helped you. And like this, this doctor who you're suddenly in love with. And yeah, oh my god, that 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 scene yeah. really bothered me. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> it seems out of nowhere for sure. Totally, but. Out of nowhere, sort of, but also completely making sense because Bruce has been a selfish bum hole the whole time. Like, he only thinks about himself. I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy that he's just, like, focused on this one task and not really trying to, like, save Gotham, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah he seems in a very selfish place, right? Like, this is... I guess we'll have to see what happens <laughs> with him. It was just kind of weird to not have him more, like, 500 is a huge issue. Like, right. It's a huge landmark. And, like I said, Batman wasn't in this. <laughs> I'm not saying John Paul Valley was dressed like Batman, but my Batman <laughs> wasn't in this. So it's, like, just kind of weird that issue 500 didn't even really have him. Right. Yeah. But I guess it's, you know, it's a 
such a seminal issue that they're looking at it maybe at this point is do we turn this into the starting point of something new is what I got. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Are we yeah. going to break away and leave Bruce on Santa Prisca and JPV <laughs> is going to be his bats real self and just kind of uh, take over. <laughs> well, and Did you say bats real. Yes. Bats real. <laughs> I <Beautiful>. love it. <laughs> and I mean, they drive that point home and they drive it down your throat. I mean, with lines like the old Batman was created for older times. We need something new. And uh-huh. over and over and over, they're telling you guys, this is, this is going to be different than you've, you know, this isn't your dad's Batman or your grandpa's Batman anymore. This mm-hmm. guy is tough and dark and, you know, that's the only <laughs> at way that line about done. the old at that line about old Batman um, for old people or whatever. <laughs> I wrote down how meta like, <laughs> it, it, it went past just like being obvious to actually like making a statement. It was very strange. Yeah, I think so. No, I get it. So you want to talk about Bane and JPV? Uh, absolutely. Um, I want to talk first about how Bane lounges around in a bathrobe and biker gloves. <laughs> and biker gloves. Is that yeah, what he still wears his fingerless biker gloves while he's wearing his bathrobe. I mean, oh. that just sounds like a Tuesday night where I come from. But. <laughs> that's, that, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Down in the Grove, I know, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this that's is... That's all we got to say about that. <laughs> other than a couple, um, you know... Uh, side scenes with the characters that we've been talking about. These two issues are about the fight between those, you know, the new Batman yeah. and Bane. Bane calls him out via billboard in Gotham Square, and they go at it in front of the whole city. Well, I love that he's got control of the billboard, and he's like, "Batman, no," or "Batman in quotes, no." Like it's like Killer Croc kind of speak. Or Solomon Grundy, <laughs> like, it's a multi-syllabic, no, I, I only talk in one small word. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, he only had so much space on the billboard. <laughs> right, you have to pay by the letter, so. Oh, I don't I don't think he's paying. I That's don't think true. He's I, <laughs> I did like the quotes. I really liked that you put that in in quotes, because I was like, I agree, it's not really Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, another LOL moment for me early on with Bane. So Batman ends up breaking Bane's goons out and the goons are like, the note was signed with a B and Bane's just like, idiots. (laughs) 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 B's for Batman. And they thought it was for Bane. I just, I don't know. I thought that was funny. funny. And well, and then they start battling in, in Bane's hideout and JPV finds them, which nobody else had been able to find him at that point. And, you know, they start questioning Bane on his motives, and Bane starts obviously going into into the, the typical villain soliloquy about telling all his plans and all that nonsense, and then he still beats him up and tosses him over a balcony. And then I got to thinking, how many balcony falls have there been in the series <laughs> that we've read so far? <laughs> And just Nightfall easily a dozen. <laughs> I mean, it, it's how you do a cliffhanger in the city, right? Like, because you don't actually have cliffs right. for them to hang off of. They have to hang off catwalks. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Real about the balcony. We'll deal with it next month. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and JPT, when falling, kicks off a wall and jumps 
through a window, maybe, or just kind of soars over towards a fountain that he lands face first, belly yeah, flop like style. Like a six-inch six deep fountain. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. I was so annoyed at that moment. <laughs> if I could just make it to the water, I'll be all right. Yeah, there's... some bystander is like the water's not deep enough. He's dead, <laughs> and then Batman jumps up, and they're like, "Oh!" <laughs> very ridiculous. There's definitely moments where it feels like a couple kids playing with their action figures, like swoop, whoop, flish, splash. Like, oh, he's okay. Yeah. Because of the other uh, events of Nightfall, the mayor's now on Batman's side, right? Like he's all pro Batman, and he he's having the police. Um, hold the line and keep the civilians safe, but wants to let Batman take out Bane, right? Because he's the one that can actually right. do it. And so all the cops, Bullock and Kitch and Gordon, they're all just kind of standing there at their car doors watching this fight go down. Um, and it, it was interesting. You guys both mentioned it, like the division of the ones that are like, you know, oh, he's he's going to a place that he's never gone to, or this is a different man than the the, the Batman we've been seeing before. Like some right. of them are are rooting for him. Some of them are like, wow, this is this guy's going too far, and they're you know definitely showing the different feelings that you can have towards this character. I would agree with you on that. I think you know they're uh, all of them kind of arguing over the methods he's using and. He's still um, like making his way through and and somehow working with the police, but also you know stepping outside those lines. And I like how the mayor referenced um, uh, the Joker and Scarecrow keeping him captive, and how he mm-hmm. wants Batman to do his thing in quotes. And so he's going to authorize like you know the police to do your thing, stick within the line, but we don't care what Bat. I don't care what Batman does. He can do whatever the hell he wants right now. <laughs> Yeah, because he got me away from the snakes. So, <laughs> snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Well, so and- it was pretty. It was pretty apparent that Jean Paul is not going to have a crap about anything other than stopping Bane. Like they clear out the square that they're fighting in, but once it moves to a train station, Bane shoves his person aside the train platform. Jean Paul rushes by and i feel like that might not be bad because you do gotta stop the bad guy but real batman would have like helped the uh-huh. person and then on the train cart once again quote unquote batman is not worried about the passengers he's just worried about beating bane yeah right well and tim like shows up and tries to stop the passenger cars and you know he's like i don't care what you know, he doesn't want me as Robin, but you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway because that's what I'm supposed to do because Bruce is the only one that told me that I can't, you know, or to the only one that really can stop me, yeah. which I thought was good. I did like that. Um, He's the one that gave me the job. He's the only one that can tell me to stop. That kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. I wrote down, my boy saves the people, and then I wrote, he's the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I liked it. It was very much like, uh, I can't remember which Spider-Man movie where uh, they where Spider-Man stops the train. I don't know if it's Spider-Man 2 or if it's the Andrew Garfield one or, it's a or what, but it was very, very reminiscent of uh, of that, I thought. Yeah, the Tobey yeah, Maguire, the second, it's Spider-Man 2 uh, fighting Doc oh, okay, Ock. 
And but they don't stop the train. <laughs> the train barrels into a building, right? Like it jumps. Right. The part, the part that Jeff Bain and John Taller is on barrels off the track into a building, which means all those people on the other cars would have barreled off too, and John Paul was <laughs> not trying to stop it. Yeah. So Tim literally saved the day, but you know, heaven forbid, <laughs> he gets the credit. Right. We we did skip over though when Bane calls Batman for his showdown in the square bat uh JPV shows up in a brand new uh costume uh all new Batman uh, yeah that he doodles out himself and then makes himself and he's well like, no the system so makes it then. I can make this it's the system that takes over that does it like it's it's ingrained I, I really in envision I envision Harold having one camera that JP couldn't find and is still watching while he eats his dog food as JP <laughs> makes his new suit. Probably. I buy it. Yeah. It's probably some camera that the tiny hammer couldn't reach. Yeah, probably. So he said, you say the system. Does that mean like the bat system? Or I, I feel like they said system a few times in these books, and I felt like they were talking about his like brainwashing. Yeah, his yeah. Like internal the, the brainwashing took over for him to design his bat suit. Yeah, gotcha. It's the 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 order of Saint Dumas, the the stuff that uh, is ingrained in him that he didn't know about until they right. locked. So it's gotcha. it's still affecting him, and he's. Um, able to tap into it, although it, it he's not able to control it. It seems he can just kind of turn it on and turn it off, mm-hmm. and that's about the most he yeah. can do. There's one well. part in the fight where he's like, "I know that my atrial system self is making me do this, but I don't care." I'm like, "Okay, so you're just a self aware asshole. Like <laughs> you, you know what's happening, and you're yeah. just going along. If you're self aware, then you know you can uh, turn that off." But I did think the the end battle, um, you know, John Paul does beat Bane. Uh, I did like how you know there's a there's kind of a full circle as Bane begs him to kill him and calls him Batman. Which you know back in when uh, Bane was battling Bruce and the whole uh, prelude to Nightfall and uh, the Nightfall series, Bane was like, he'll say my name. He'll call, you know, that's what he'll call out. And Bruce refused to do so. And Bane uh, caved and called JP Batman, which I thought was was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this fight uh, much more uh, cinematic, much more exciting than the Mm -hmm. Bruce and Bane fight. Like. (laughs) <laughs> because because John Paul didn't send all of Arkham after Bane first. <laughs> like they were both at the top of their game. Yeah. And right. they both for a chance. Bane and Bruce fight was literally like, Hey dude, I need to lay down on the couch. Can you give me twenty minutes before you <laughs> kick the crap out of me? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, you die now. Uh, right. Which I, I find really interesting and I, I think it's a good it's not the end of the saga, but it's a good end to this part of the saga, having the big climactic showdown. Because I right. feel, and I felt it kind of during older episodes, when Bruce and Bane were fighting, it was more about the lead-up. It was more about the psychological and the breaking mm-hmm. him in all sorts of different ways. This was just a fight. There were batterings, things shot at him, there was blood everywhere. I was right. like, okay, DC, like, what, what you doing? 
Well, and JPV manages to do what for a long time will become like the Achilles heel for Bane, right? Like he severs the the cord. He he cuts the venom feed and Bane loses his shit and like can't keep it together once he doesn't have his venom to rely on. Um, mm-hmm. and going yeah. forward now, you're going to see that in you know, every iteration of like, oh, you just, you just chop the cord, just snip, snip, and he's, you know, shrivels up. <laughs> That happened in the cartoon episode we watched, didn't it? Or yeah. no? Uh, I thought it did. He over yeah. he over amped him. He he turned the juice up too high. Oh, gotcha. By damaging yeah. him. So. Oh, poor overdosing Bane. Well, <laughs> but I think it shows yeah. that uh, the the similarity of the characters. You know, Batman JPV now is relying on his new edgier costume, all the upgrades he did to the suit, his new gauntlets, and everything. And Bane uh-huh. has been relying on the Venom, and he's very smart, he's very intelligent, but he still had that as a as a crutch that he had to have right. in order to to take on Batman and. When it was taken away from him, he he felt like he was nothing anymore. No, totally. And Tim at the end here kind of like recognizes that Bane or uh, that JP holds back and doesn't kill Bane, doesn't finish him. He leaves him broken, so to say. And you know, I guess Tim realizes that okay, maybe he's not totally the anti Bruce, which I thought was kind of like. I don't know, from everything they've been building up seems kind of out of character for JP on everything that's been said. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I think you can't have what whoever's wearing the cowl kill because then the whole mantle of Batman is gone in that sense. So I think they had to leave Bane alive. Um, one, he's a good villain, and you know. And, right. <laughs> you know, but also because Batman can't kill. So if you're going to flip it that way, I think you know, on the 500 issue, I think that would be a mistake in terms of how you're going to get readers to stay on for 500 plus more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that'd be too hard of a right turn in, in character, you know, the people who have been reading Batman or just getting into them, that would have been unrecognizable, so. Right. Yeah. It ends with Tim giving him his quote-unquote blessing, and at this point, I was very emotional, and I wrote down, Tim, do not get him your blessing with an exclamation mark <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> As if I was talking to the character. Tim, do not justify this man's talking. actions. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm glad it... I, I agree, Aaron, that I'm glad he didn't kill Bane. But I do feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. And I, I know right. that we're going to get more JPV. And I know that things are probably going to get worse. I'm guessing. But... um but it did seem like they kind of just needed to wrap up that issue and they want to drag it out. So No, I would agree. Ha- I would agree. Yeah. Have to give JP some good moments so they can continue to bring him down. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and it, it definitely ends right. on a, where do we go from here? You know, JPV walks away and Robin's like, uh, is this actually going to work out? I'm not sure. And, hmm. you know, you'll find out where all the pieces fall going forward. Good segue. Where do we go from here, Jake? But before that, what do you guys think about this book? But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? Say it's all right. That was it's terrible. Right. Horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Right. 
Yes. I was like, did you mess up? (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, A good dramatic conclusion. There were things that made me laugh, but there were also things that annoyed me and made me roll my eyes. But it it, it definitely (laughs) is still a train running off the tracks, and I'm excited to keep seeing where it goes. Yeah. I really i I liked these two issues as a um, as a a round two fight. As you know, it's it's the Rocky two. He comes back more trained, harder core, and he's gonna he's gonna take him down this time. But what does that do to him? And and what does that do for Gotham now that um, you know the Batman's been replaced? And I, I thought it was told well. There were. You know the the brute man. I I'm hating Bruce Wayne right now, but I think we're supposed to like we're we're supposed to mm-hmm. we're supposed to not want Bruce Wayne. We're supposed to want Azrael JPV Batman. Like that they, they want us. To I don't it. agree. No, no, I don't think I don't think that's what it is. I don't want JP. Well, they want you to keep buying well. the books, so they want you invested in him at least a little bit. Yes, they want right. you invested. They want you invested, but I don't hate Bruce. I'm concerned for Bruce. Right. So right. I'm glad there's there's well, open to interpretation. You're allowed. Here's to what I would say: it. if I was Alfred, I would leave Bruce's ass on Santa Prisca <laughs> and go home and just be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> he vacation. He went to look for a new Porsche. I don't know, people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I liked it. I think JP is. Uh, very much a different Batman, if we're going to call him that. Um, I liked how Tim was portrayed in here. Uh, I liked the Herald little arc. Um, I think Bane is a good villain. I think since he's very fresh on the villain scene, even though he's you know uh, fresh considering he was just the Nightfall and a little bit before, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think he's you know I'm interested to see where it goes from here since he's you know, now locked up or going to be locked up and probably will escape because everybody fucking escapes because that's how it goes. Um, no. You know, I'm interested to see how it goes. I think it, it's been interesting. I like, I, I've enjoyed reading the nightfall uh, since this is the end of it. It's uh, definitely, you know, a series that you hear of when you're collecting comics and you're reading. And I think it's been, it's been fun to, to go through that. And I'm curious to see what, what happens, what happens next. Well, we are about to embark on a quest uh, so we're going to be jumping oh. into Knight's Quest, uh, which is the second part of the trilogy. But before we do but not that, next week. yeah, before we do that, Aaron, I think it's time that we took a small break and we did your Elseworld. So do you want to introduce that? Oh, yeah. We are going to be reading, and I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming you have this one, Jake. It is Batman slash Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I have the deluxe edition. Uh, it is the IDW... Uh, Tiny on uh, Williams, Colwell, uh, very hard. It's a hardback illustrated. It looks bent. It looks a lot uh, bigger than what you're going to read. But the first half is, <laughs> is the story. And then the second half is like art and articles and like pitches and other things and like sketches. And so if you're oh, interested in reading all that, I, I, I was envisioning us just talking about the issue itself. Um, but if you get a chance to check out some of the other stuff in here, it's pretty sweet. Um, so we cool. are going to do the first full series, right? Cause it was six issues. So we're going to read 
all six issues for Batman, uh, Batman Ninja Turtles number one. I guess that's what it is. I don't even know, dude. It is. You're, you're I, like I know. I know the book you're talking there's... about. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it it doesn't. It it just kind of flows. It's yeah. There, there's a Batman. Batman there's actually Turtles. three crossovers, and they're all continue okay. from. Uh, but we're just going to read the first one. It's the first six yeah. issues. Uh, Batman Ninja Turtles. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my kid gave this to me a while ago. I read it. This is my second time reading it, and it, it it's really good. So it's it's a fun one. Yeah. Aaron, I'm actually excited about your choice. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just gonna have to say the art in this is is uh is pretty top notch. Yeah, yeah. We will Well, uh, I look forward to that. Yeah, so catch us next week for that. Uh but what Aaron did we learn about uh, this week? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, gentlemen, this is a long one again. Last week was pretty long, so hang with me. Injected molded plastic and interlocking lids? Oh, baby. That just sounds like a Tuesday night where I come from. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, now, you twisted my words. I was talking about Robe Bane with gloves, but whatever. <laughs> oh, for the Brotherhood of Batman, I am Benjamin, your sunshine to the Gotham, and I thank you for listening. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I'll clean this up. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you sticking with us through Nightfall, and we are excited for the next two uh, chapters of this uh, saga. Bye. Bye. Yay.